Welcome to the Three Guys with Epic Lives podcast. Your hosts are Justin Breen, Evan Ryan, and I'm Bill Bloom. This show is for high-level entrepreneurs and for those who want to learn to live their most epic lives. Please subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for more incredible conversations about living epic lives because we could all do that. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and thank you so much for being part of the show. Welcome back to three guys with completely, totally, absolutely <laughs> epic lives. <laughs> um, Evan Ryan, Justin Breen, Bill Bloom, the three amigos are here to enlighten your day. And today we're going to be talking about taking free days. That's where you don't work, touch your work email 24 hours. Um, because Justin and his wife had their 14th wedding anniversary. Incredible. Congratulations, by the way. Um, Congratulations. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Well, Sarah (laughs) is an incredible human being. That's for sure. (laughs) And um, you guys went to Turks and Caicos, a beautiful place, truly paradise. And you had some pretty iconic takeaways from this trip. So Justin Breen, why don't you uh, share with our wonderful audience what your takeaways were? Well, um, you know, 20 years as a journalist, uh, 20 years as a journalist, I I like to ask questions and listen. And uh, so it was a wonderful place. Um, But I found if you ask questions to people and really listen, it's profound. So there were three things. One, I was getting a massage and I was talking to to my masseuse and um, she is, um, she's from Indonesia. She has three kids there. She hasn't seen them in two and a half years. Um, asked her what her favorite restaurant was in Turks and Caicos because there's a lot of nice places there. And she's like, oh, I've never eaten out, never eaten out. I'm like, oh, you've never eaten out in two and a half years. And so she sends all her money, sends all her money home and hasn't seen her kids in two and a half years. So that was one. Two, we were on a snorkeling trip and, um, and uh, there was a group of four women, two sisters and two cousins, and they were there um, to support one of the women whose son was killed in a son was killed in a, uh, uh, a road rage incident. He was 26. And, uh, so they were there to make sure she wasn't alone on mother's day. And then the third, um, there was a, uh, the taxi cab driver on the way back. I asked him how he was, oh, so I've got someone at my door, but we'll keep talking for a second. But, taxi cab driver on the way to the airport asked him how he was doing. He said he was grateful to be alive. And, uh, it was a good answer. And I was like, well, you know, we're, you know, I think all three of us very fortunate. We live in great, greatest country on earth. Very comfortable saying that. And, uh, and, you know, we've been very successful. So we're kind of in this really interesting bubble. And, uh, it was just good to have that appreciation an understanding of what's going on in the world. So those are the three things I took away from that trip. I think it's important to have experiences where you are able to see the world as it really is. Yes. And like, I really believe that like my experience is like one, one seven billionth of like the world's experiences. Right. But Every opportunity I can, I think it's important to to take a look at 
other people's experiences. I think just like you were able to and look back knowing that, you know, my world is different than other people's worlds and it's not better or worse, but it gives me a greater appreciation, I think, um, for everybody's sort of uniqueness. You know, Evan, you, I'd like maybe you to double down on that because you've been all over the world lately and are overseas now. So you've really seen that. You've seen that in so many places and so many types of neighborhoods. So can you just talk about that a little more? Yeah. When I was 17 or 16, I went to Nicaragua on a service trip and we helped um, build a library in a school along with, um, along with some other things. I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, my primary role was moving cinder blocks from one spot to another, but it was my first experience of really like kind of seeing what, what poverty looked like. And like when people say developing countries, what, what does developing mean? Right. And I remember being really culture shocked by it at first. And then by the end, you know, you make relationships with people and you realize that they are thinking about a lot of the same things that, that we are. Um, one of the interesting things was, um, my lovely girlfriend loves telling the story about uh, a story that she read on Instagram about some refugees that were in a refugee camp. And uh, there was somebody sent to the refugee camp to talk to all the refugees and kind of understand their experiences. And they came back with the most interesting kind of perspective, which was the people in the refugee camp, there were some girls in the refugee camp who were talking about if, like one of the boys had a crush on them because they had a crush on one of the boys. And what was interesting was like, what a really like kind of common experience that everybody has. And you'd think that, you know, if you're in a refugee camp, you've got bigger problems yet here, here these girls are that are focused on if a boy in the camp has a crush on them. Um, I'm currently recording this from Morocco where over the weekend we saw, we kind of left our Riyadh in Marrakesh and we did not realize that we were entering um, an area of town that would remind me a lot of Nicaragua, but it was very much developing. And um, there was quite literally a goat being slaughtered on the side of the road. And it gives you, it kind of, it shocks you. And then once the shock wears off, it gives you an appreciation for the way that they live their lives in a way that you live your life. And I think it helps provide a deeper sense of perspective. Yeah, they. I mean, that's a good point because, you know, I would say, you know, most likely most Americans would be shocked at, uh, you know, an animal being killed. Um, they forget what they're, you know, when they're eating at a nice restaurant, you know, that, okay, well, <laughs> that animal came from somewhere. So it's almost a more intimate relationship with what you're eating. So it's an interesting I mean, it's, you know, maybe we're more evolved in that way or maybe not, maybe not. Really digesting what you both said right there. I mean, Justin, when you were on your trip, we talked about this last week. And everyone is going to have problems in their life at some point or another. People are going to die in your life. People are going to leave your life. There's going to be 
business heartbreak. There's going to be relationships. It, I couldn't imagine not seeing my kids for two years, two and a half years. That would be heartbreaking. And I think that's where you give up the greater good to be there for other people in those scenarios. I mean, just the person who was driving a taxi said that they're grateful to be alive. Not the most glamorous thing, not the most sexy thing to be doing with your time, but just having that mindset, right? Like the lady who was giving you the massage has never gone to a restaurant there. And I think to myself, how is that possible? How is that possible? It just takes into consideration the level of problems you have, the level of issues that you have. And it, it can really frame your mind to be, I have a lot more to be grateful for than I ever thought imaginable because of these other scenarios. So God, that's, it just must've been a prolific trip for you and your wife. I'm reading this book. Um, it's called the choice uh, <clears throat> it's by Dr. Edith Ava Ager. So it's um, she survived the Holocaust. So it's very similar to man's search for meaning. And she wrote this book when she was 90. I believe she's still alive, but so her first published book was when she was 90. And um, you were talking about perspective of, of um, situations and circumstances. And so she became like a, I don't, I don't know if it's the right word as the therapist, but she helps people with PTSD. And she, she was describing this book. She had two patients. One, uh, it was both women. Uh, one, so the woman, uh, her daughter was dying. Her daughter was dying um, of a disease, and so she was heartbroken. And then the other patient was uh, a woman who got her Cadillac back, at, uh, and it was the wrong color, and she was, she was devastated. But the underlying meaning behind the devastation was that she had you know, given up. She had given up uh, a lot of herself for her family. She hadn't found her own purpose wasn't in a happy marriage and then like the wrong color on the on the Cadillac was the the tipping point and so having you know that understanding of the adversity or perspective of adversity is important but it's also you know it's also in your own mind you know you know this book talks about like um, your mind you can create your own concentration camp in your own mind with your own mindset and it's and and her the why it's called the choice is you have a choice to do something about that to make your mind not a concentration camp and to make your mind to be able to escape that. So that's been a, been an interesting read so far. I think that goes into what actually makes you happy and your joy. The lady who had the wrong car color is obviously looking for happiness in a wrong place because that car is never going to give you happiness. It's, it's nice to have it. It's nice to drive it, but that's not the ultimatum. You know, all the other aspects of her life sounded pretty dysfunctional. And the, the first lady who had their, their child dying, that's a real problem. That's reality. That's terrible, horrifying. And from Evan, her, sorry ahead. to interrupt. Evan, when you, um, one of our first podcasts, you talked about what really made you happy. Was it just to have peace of mind? I think it was when you were talking about meditating. 
what was what was what was the thing that made you the happiest or what your goal was with that uh so important to define happiness um i think it's hard to define it so um i didn't make this up naval ravikant did um i divide it into two subcategories the first is peace the second is joy um so i kind of like i live my life very peacefully um and that's where the meditation comes in um mm-hmm. but i think the question that you're actually asking is is what brings you the most fulfillment and um with that it's growing um so like any day where i am growing is a really good day i think one thing that's interesting about what you both have said by the way and and it kind of ties back to you know you have these you have these free days and you go somewhere else and you meet new people and you have these experiences and it brings a lot of perspective is like i think i think a lot about horse racing when a horse has those blinders on and all they can do is see in front of them at some point one of the horses wins and they take the blinders off and they realize what else was there and i think it's a really nice analogy to what happens when you go on free days and you meet people like you met justin who are going through these life experiences that are just so radically different than than yours are and it can be positive and it can be negative and it can be heartbreaking and it can be joyful but it allows you for a second to take your own blinders off and see the rest of the world so the the way to take the blinders off is asking one question and it's um it's as simple as how are you doing how are you feeling and then if it's not a good enough or lengthy enough answer you can ask another question from that um i i might have asked the masseuse two or three questions over 80 minutes but just by asking i'm I'm guessing very few people have ever asked her about her because they had the blinders on or a (laughs) or an eye covering on whatever whatever that is it's dark room but you know um and then just think about the one that really got to me was the, the snorkeling trip where the women were protecting the fourth woman who lost her son. I mean, that it's, it's really hard for me to even talk about. I just can't even imagine losing a son and being shot. Um, There's a very big story in Texas earlier this year. And um, the woman whose, uh, whose son died, she was, she was dancing with my wife. Like they were, you know, it was a snorkeling party boat. So my wife was dancing with her, which they'd never, obviously never met before. And my wife's a pretty good dancer, which that was nice to see that. But, but, you know, and, and then off to the side after that, they were talking to my wife and me about, about um, what had happened with her son. And then, and then this woman, um, she, um, she's, she and I have been communicating after the trip, after the trip, cause she has a bunch of photos of her with my wife. And so, you know, she, she was just so, um, the, how she texted, how she texted me, she was like, part of the reason we were there is because my son died and tragically. And, um, 
I just think she was very grateful that she had a really good support system there and that she was trying to find a way to celebrate life and find joy through, through dancing and just being in a beautiful place with her family and, and meeting new friends. And we were all taking the blinders off together, I guess, to your earlier point, Evan. I'm glad you had a great trip. What was, what was your favorite part? You know, there was a fourth part, a fourth light, you know, one of the hard <laughs> chapter, uh, <laughs> it'd be a chapter in my third book. That's what happens. I learned things like this from people like you and then write it down, but or learn things in, in whatever situations in life, right? Like, cause you always want to learn and grow, right? So same way we were parasailing my wife and I, and, uh, it, and let's just say it was not the safest, <laughs> like it wasn't, uh, it was certified, but it didn't seem like there was a lot of precaution taken. <laughs> so, and it was definitely windy. Like it was probably way too windy to be 400 feet in the air. And, uh, my wife truly thought she was going to die. Like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. And, um, I had to like try and calm her down. And so my favorite part was getting back on the boat after that, because we were genuinely concerned that that would be our last moments on earth. And that would not have been a good way to leave our children. So when we got back on the boat and you land on your butt in that, you land on your butt on the back of the boat in that. I'm like, oh man, that's the best butt landing of my life right there. <laughs> I mean, going away has changed my life a ton. Even when I went to Argentina for the first time where my wife's from, mm. just to see what life is like down there, different areas. I mean, living in Chicago, you go to the South side, it's completely different from where we live. There's, it's everywhere in life. You could go a mile away from your house, whether you're in Columbus, Chicago, you know, the suburbs, you're going to learn something. You can, if you keep your eyes open to it, just like you were perspective, you're a high fact find, right? You pay attention, Justin, you've been a journalist for 20 years. You saw these things happen in front of you that allowed it to change your life. And a big message here is just say hello to people. Just say hello. Ask how you're doing but allow it to sink into you because a lot of that stuff just goes, yeah, it's okay. Whatever. You never think about it again. When you're traveling, even when you're close to your house, it could be something so little. You may have changed their lives, Justin, and you'll never know, but that's the beauty of it. And being open-minded to go out and travel, do new things, talk to new people and just ask simple questions. Can I, there's one other thing and then, Maybe we'll get your take on this, but, you know, you said it can be close to your house and it doesn't have to. I mean, Evan was talking about this already. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to be a human. I mean, this just happened this morning and I was like actually blown away and got pretty emotional about it. Um, as I'm guess, Evan, you were emotional when you saw and heard a goat being killed. Um. I was running because I run six days a week and uh, there was a, there was a male duck um, just sitting uh, on the side of the road. And then I, I looked and I saw Brown, the male ducks are green, you know, green head. And then there was a Brown one next to him and it had been hit by a car and I, I'm sure it was his mate. 
and he was just sitting there. And then a car would come by and he'd fly away. And then he, I, I usually would just keep running, but I stopped this time or slowed down. And then he would fly back and just sit there. Another car came, fly back and sit there. And he was like, it was like he was mourning. I, I just didn't know. I didn't know ducks did that. I or I didn't know any birds. I know some animals do that, but I didn't know birds did that. Maybe penguins. Maybe penguins do that. I think that the penguins in Antarctica, the emperor ones, I think they do that. Um, but to see that duck just sitting, I mean, he was he. You could tell he was like really sad, and that was a half mile from my house. So I I guess again it goes back what Evan was saying is having not putting those blinders on and then just seeing what's going on in the world, whether it's human or animal or plants, whatever that is. It's just interesting to have that perspective. I don't know if that's my high fact finder, Bill. I think it's just, I mean, Dan's not a high fact finder. Dan Sullivan, Evan, you're not a high fact finder. Um, but now my fact finder is challenging you thinking it's my high fact finder. <laughs> so, uh, it's just interesting being curious and, and seeing what's going on around you. Well, everybody, this has been another great episode of Three Guys with Epic Lives. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back next week with more. But in the meantime, please hit like and subscribe. Uh, share the episode with your friends if you like it. And if you don't like it, share the episode with your friends that you think will like it. Anyway, thanks very much. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Three Guys with Epic Lives podcast. We are truly grateful for you listening. And please make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting channel. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family all over your social media. And again, we're very grateful to have you as a listener on our show. 